Modern Christian Dads, Season 2. We're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be our first ever Super Bowl special. And to do that, it's only going to be a three-man team today. We have one, Mr. Greg Craywick. What's up, Greg? Hey, how are you? Seriously? <laughs> how are you? Your first, our first Super Bowl together. Yeah, Kelly Stevens is on the toilet right now, actually. <laughs> so that's where he said he's at. We just talked to him on the phone. He's doing that stuff. Uh, Make Mr. Rebel proud. He has some issues. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Kelly. That's what's happening right now for Kelly Stevens. But we do have Greg Walden. Ooh. Man, nice get up down there. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness. Going Greg red, Walden, yeah. he is here. He is rocking the Chiefs gear. So I'm going to make a, a big guess. He's probably going to be going for the Chiefs. But uh, so we're, for those of you that are watching, you can see him because we're trying to put everything on YouTube as yeah. well as our audio version as well. So thank you guys that listen to the Modern Christian Dads. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God. So we're going to get after it. But thank you for all of you that listen, like, share, and subscribe to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. We want to earn encourage you, entertain you guys as we all try to live life for Jesus together. Right, yes. guys? Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I'm super excited today. I'll probably tell these two stories today, but I had to go to the DMV and I was running around doing this other stuff. So I had like a uh, an idea. And, you know, the Bible says, if you don't ask, you won't get it right. So mm. I was driving by the Jeep dealership and I was like, you know what? We talked about doing offsite episodes and different locations for the MCD or the Modern Christian Dad. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to roll in there and I'm going to ask for the manager and I'm going to ask him if we can go to that place and do a Modern Christian Dad's podcast. So I rolled in there and one of the uh, sales guys rolls up to me. I said, hey, is your manager here? And don't you always love the, the look on people's faces when you say, is your manager here? What do I do? do? Uh, let me go see if he's here. He's like, you can okay, there's some, some guy. Like, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, he's available. So I was like, hey, how are you doing? My name is Jeremiah Johnson. I'm the lead pastor at Grace Point in town here. But I also do a podcast called the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. We love to talk cars. So we'd love to come to the dealership yeah. Yeah. and just hang out, do an episode, get one of your guys on, whether you mm -hmm. or a salesman, tell us about some Jeeps. We know that Jeep, uh, that, that Kelly is a Jeep guy yeah. and drives a Jeep and we can check it out. So there you go. Two weeks from now, we'll be having our first offsite show at our local Jeep dealership. So how long before the salesman came up to you, were you even able to get out of your car yeah, uh, before I, he was standing <laughs> right there? That is funny. I was able to get out. That was not really a big issue. But okay. anyway, so I'm super excited. We're going to be a little offsite show. Yeah. That should be a lot yeah. of fun. Sounds good. And Sounds we'll great. be uh, trying to do some other video stuff alongside so with it. we probably can't mention Tesla or anything about Tesla. I, I did I did tell him <laughs> Tesla. I said, hey, we talk Teslas. We talk Jeeps. We yeah. talk cars. Yeah. And so anyway, we will. I know when I walked into that show floor, they yeah. had the Gladiator there. So Ooh, we're going to okay. check that out. And Kelly Stevens will... I think they should let us drive one, and then we could give a review and, you know, like what we thought about it. And, but, but yeah. Yeah, the, the Challenger would be kind of cool. Yeah. 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 
I think we'll see what happens. You never know. We just we kind of act real professional, like we're real serious, you know, legit operation. We would, which we are at the Modern Christian Dads podcast. (laughs) So anyway, which I also was talking to my daughters the other day. I was talking about uh, maybe next year because we're aiming big, right? You ask not, you get not. Uh, Next year, maybe we could get a legitimate press credential potentially. Okay, you know how uh, this week at the Super Bowl they have the the one day. Yeah. Where it's all media mm-hmm. accessible to, and they get they get media from all over the world. So maybe next year we could work on getting our official press cred- credential hey. and MCD Super Bowl. We oh, that'd be that. sweet. That yeah. would be pretty cool. So I, I got all kinds of good ideas, but you guys yeah. got to help me out, you That's know. Good. So when you're out and about, just just ask. So there you go. We're excited. That'll be a, a, something new for the MCDs, the Modern Christian Dads. We'll be excited to do that. That's right. Because we like to talk some cars. So anyway, mm-hmm. someday when there's a, te- if there was a Tesla dealership, I'd roll up there right away. Unfortunately, that's not how they function at this particular yeah. time. So, oh. all right, well, let's get into it. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God. So we have to, I think, give our take. It would be only appropriate if we would give our take like many others. Everyone has all across the world. Everyone, I'm sure, knows it by now, but the superstar basketball player nice. Kobe Bryant mm. died Sunday morning and eight others, including his daughter, in a helicopter crash at roughly 10 a.m.-ish in the morning, died at the age of 41. Sad deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very horrible. Sad. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm. I'm an NBA guy. That's my favorite sport. Seriously, basket. Yes, seriously. Uh, I accidentally hit that button. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to be a little serious for a second, but you know, I was really taken back by that because I think everyone was like yeah. the first response for most people was that's a joke because we right. live in the age of internet. People putting false narratives, stories. Right. So a lot of people at first were like, is is it really true? Mm-hmm. And then as reports come out and official reactions from law people, et cetera, we find out that it is true. And then it just devastates the whole world. Right. Yeah. I saw it on NFL, NBA, uh, <laughs> Royal Rumble. We watched the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble and they uh, acknowledged it there. So, uh, I mean, he was beyond basketball i saw a thing at uh on espn today where they were interviewing kobe and they asked him how he wanted to be remembered it's kind of kind of crazy but he said he wanted to be remembered as a guy who actually took the talent that god gave him and used it to its full capacity wow as far as he could take it well that's pretty he took it really far because he he (laughs) was a basketball he did he did acting he got oscars i mean he he experienced a lot yeah Yeah, they were talking about, you know, his success off the court was as great and and on its way to being greater than his Mm. on on court success. And so we see I just wrote a a breakdown. I mean, he accomplished much more than this, but 20 year NBA career, 18 time all star, five time NBA champion, 2008 MVP. Those were just a few of the things that Kobe Bryant accomplished in his 20 year NBA career. How about this? He was in the NBA longer than that. Up to that point, he entered the NBA as a 17 year old. Wow. Wow. See, I didn't know that. Really young. And he was in the NBA 20 years. So he was in the NBA longer than he lived that other portion of life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So anyway, um, things that stood out to me, I'll get you guys thoughts again on these things, but that stood out to me was that number one is that he came from the era of the high school draftee. So Mm -hmm. Kobe's one year older than I'm 40. He was 41. He's 78. I'm 79. But I can remember as a high schooler reading all those basketball magazines and all those kind of things. 
that this was the era where the high school kids were starting to get drafted. So we had Kobe Bryant was really one of the first ones, but we had like Kevin Garnett. And there was about this five to 10 year period where the NBA was drafting all of these high school stars. Mm -hmm. Now you have the one and done rule. Uh, It's not allowed anymore technically, but for that kind of five, 10 year window, Kobe was one of these initial guys that launched into all these high schoolers, you know, a 17 year old kid in the NBA. That's crazy. That's hard. It's a, hardly imaginable. You just don't like see, hardly see people seventeen going into NFL or NBA or anything into the pro level. They usually yeah. go into the college, then they go into the pros if they mm-hmm. make it. Yep. And uh, you you can see his body when you look back at that age. He was skinny and scrawny, <laughs> and he looked like a seventeen year old. But the skill was definitely there. Yeah, and fun. I also wrote down in my notes here that as he was drafted at age seventeen, the youngest ever NBA player. One thing that was interesting, I think people forget this this fact. So he was drafted number thirteenth in the NBA draft. Wow. So he wasn't even a top five, not even a top ten pick. But then check this out. He was not even. Drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, all right. I see. Yeah, yeah. you know he he was drafted 13th by the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. And then he wow. got in that draft on draft day. I remember this as a high schooler. He got traded to the LA Lakers for Vladi Divac. You remember Vlade? The no. the white. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, if you're a baller, you'd understand. Anyway, uh, Vladi, <laughs> kind of ballers. this goofy <laughs> uh, Euro, Euro baller kind of guy. And so did he never actually played for the Hornets? Never played because on that same draft day he got they, traded, traded right, and, and it, right, right away. Okay. But I mean, could you imagine? Just imagine that. That's why I wrote down in my notes that being a Laker was his destiny. Mm. I mean, could you imagine Kobe? Being a Charlotte Hornet, no, um, <laughs> no, a Portland Trailblazer, <laughs> right. a Milwaukee Buck, a, a New York Nick, yeah, uh, right. Miami. You know, like it, it's like he was destined to be a, a Laker. Laker. Right. You know, I mean, I know obviously he was, and that's you know we can't imagine him in anything else because he didn't play anything else. But he mm-hmm. was a Laker. I mean, the Laker dynasty. You have Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, Laker. The Lakers truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, have had the majority of those greats, with the yep. exception of Jordan. Some of those Jerry West, I mean George Mikan, uh, James Worthy. All of these guys were Lakers. It seems to be LeBron James, mm-hmm. you know. So he was destined to be a Laker, and it just it's it's funny how destiny works. And because I believe in that, we believe in that in, as Christians, you know, that yep. we have a destiny. Amen. And that you know his destiny was Amen. to be a Laker and to be a superstar basketball player. So anyway, the other thing that I thought was interesting when you go back to his history, I don't if you guys knew this or not, but I clearly remember this was that I just put no one's perfect is that we can all change Mm -hmm. is that when he was, uh, it was in 2003, he was accused of rape in a Colorado hotel. Mm -hmm. And it was a big deal in that particular time because he thought, um, he, you know, could have been had a, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of sexual assault charges mm-hmm. against him. And that was a big deal at the time. It really ruined his image. It was, you know, potential if he was accused of this, a lot of legal implications and those uh-huh. kind of things. He ended up, uh, it was dropped in 2004. A civil suit was settled outside of court in 2005, but that was a real dark moment in Kobe's career. Yeah. You know, we kind of remember Kobe as the champion, as uh, a lot of people talking about what a great daddy is, but there was a dark moment and some dark moments in his NBA mm-hmm. career. Yeah. So well, it was it's a great story just again to prove that we're not perfect, right. um, that we all can turn around, that there's redemption stories, mm-hmm. and he was definitely a redemption story. Yeah, amen. Right. I mean the I mean we the, the the media the star the celebrity world is full of of celebrity you know they come from a dark area and they, they their life changes I mean obviously the Kanye West is a huge 
yeah. example of that. I mean, you, you go back and see him interrupting Taylor Swift at the, uh, at the uh, oh, yeah, Oscar yeah. Awards. It's like, goodness mm-hmm. gracious. And now he's like, man, he's just praising Jesus and yeah. worship albums. Yeah. And he's just Changed, rolling man. for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. And one thing I was a little bit bothered by, I don't know if you got what you guys feel about this, but I was as the, I mean, I could understand the very first day, but then as the, the next 24, 48 hours, it was so much Kobe, so much Kobe, but nine people died in that yeah. helicopter yeah. crash. Yeah. Right. And you're kind of like, okay, are we just worshiping Kobe? I mean, don't those other people matter as well? So I thought it would be, even though we're not this uh, nationally acclaimed podcast yet, but I thought it's appropriate to mention those others yeah. that died. His 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant. There's also another family, John Altabelli, his wife, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mosser, Era Zaban, that was actually the um, was pilot. Yeah. Uh, and then Sarah Chester, 45, and Peyton Chester, 13. So it was really tragic. Uh, these were all kind of all in the same basketball team, same mm-hmm. school. So as much as it, it affected, it's a very much a national story. Because of Kobe Bryant, it really affected this local community yeah. and this school because there's these teenage girls that are all at the same school right. together. So I think it's appropriate we acknowledge everyone who passed away. Yeah, amen. And uh, man, we, I, you know, interesting story today. I was hearing on Fox. I don't know if it's this is really going to happen, but there's two million petitions right now to change the NBA logo. Who is currently, you know, who the who the logo is currently? Jerry West is currently the NBA logo. Mm. So he has always been the the NBA logo since 1969. There's two million petitions to change the NBA logo to. Kobe Bryant. Really? Really. So there, it's interesting to see if that will gain more momentum, yeah. if wow. that's something that happened. I'd be okay with it. Uh, yeah, I think it's more relevant to our generation. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he, you know, like for me, uh, we could go on for days in this one. He's Kobe Bryant is not in my Mount Rushmore of NBA players all time, but I think he is one who's worthy of kind of being mm-hmm. immortalized in the NBA game specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know who my Mount Rushmore is? Who? Hot take. My Mount Rushmore is Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. There's my Mount Rushmore. Uh, I like Larry NBA. Bird. Larry Bird. I, I yeah, definitely yeah, Larry Bird. And you can never mention Magic without Larry, and you can never mention Larry without Magic. They right. are intertwined for all of eternity. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so there we go. Story number one. Story number two. We're going to move on to some oh, Royal yeah. Rumble oh, yeah. talk. 2020. <laughs> okay, Greg, you didn't watch the Royal Rumble 2020? Okay. Well, we did. <laughs> yeah, and we, we did, did. Yeah. at uh, one Kelly Stevens house. We went over to this, yeah. had a huge party, pizza, Mountain Dew. I mean, all of, uh, all kinds time. of snacks. Yeah. And we had we had some of these, uh, the cheddar jalapeno. I got those for you, Greg. Oh, thank you. Because you. you needed some food. So <laughs> yeah, we haven't you. opened up any food or, uh, unfortunately, on this episode, no Mountain Dews quite yet. Sorry about that. Anyway, we had all kinds of good food, and it was awesome uh, yes. because we wanted to watch the Conor McGregor fight the week before but it was like ninety dollars to rent uh Goodness <laughs> with gracious. the whole package right yeah we're not going to do that so uh <laughs> wwe network sign up for ten dollars we got to watch the royal rumble so here we go royal rumble start us off greg craywick your hot takes your uh, breakdown your analysis of the 2020 well i i, royal rumble. I mean I, it was quite entertaining um i thought brock brock lesnar was going to take it all but no, they stopped him at 13. Now, there was another guy, I don't remember who it was, that was tied at 13, too, for, for taking guys out. But I didn't. I was kind of hoping that he was going to beat that, but they didn't let that happen. So, yeah. But, yeah, in the end, I mean, it was, um, it, was, it was a pretty wild time. So 
Yeah, so I signed up for the WWE Network. It's their yeah. monthly subscription plan. You can yeah. actually get it for for a month free and then cancel if you want to. Oh, there you go. So yeah. I can still do that. <laughs> do they still do the, the cage matches and stuff? They do. Yes, they do the cage okay. matches. Right. So anyway, it's kind of funny because the very first Royal Rumble was in 1990. That was the first okay. Royal Rumble. Yeah. So yeah, that was the 30 year anniversary of the Royal Rumble. Uh, anyway, so it's it's kind of this like old school kind of thing. It's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, they have 30 pro wrestlers come in the goal is they have to throw each other over the top rope yeah. to outside the ring and that and then whoever throws everyone out or the most people out or is the last one standing mm-hmm. is the winner so the winners of this year's 2020 royal rumble were charlotte flair of the women's uh drew mcintyre of of the men so i did actually go back and just like watch some highlights of the women's which i wasn't really interested in so we'll focus yeah. not not that uh, no disrespect to women pro wrestlers whatsoever yeah. but anyway i really like the brock stuff i typically hate brock lesnar like i i do i'm just really? anti brock guy i've never liked him in, in mma i don't like him in wwe yeah. and so but um and he's got like it's funny too because i shouldn't pick because i need to work out too but <laughs> he, he has like a weird body now at this point in life like he's like fat but like mm. it, like he had six pack but like a huge gut all at the same time I yeah it's kind of weird yeah. how, <laughs> how old is he do you know how old he is he's for, he's 40s now i think he's 43 early, early. For, oh, okay like so he's 42 yeah. 44 in that pocket of time so he's, yeah. so he's not as a wrestler not a super young guy mm-hmm. and you know and you could see it he started off throwing people out and he's profusely sweating yeah he's gassing out and i think that's probably partly why they took him out they're like he's not going to make it through all 30 guys (laughs) (laughs) gotta get him out of there yeah anyway so if you watched it they basically had brock throughout the first 13 guys he's dominating and they had that's where they and that's that's the point of pro wrestling they had me sold i was like no i'm so mad i can't (laughs) believe this i don't want brock and so they had me suckered in and then they uh had him nut shot and then drop kicked out of the ring so (laughs) That's how they got him out of the ring. That that was kind of surprising, interesting. I was like, "Woo, yeah, Brock's gone." (laughs) Uh, I thought it was just an extremely well played uh, Royal Rumble overall. I mean, they they, it wasn't too slow. It never got too plodding. You know, they set up you know uh, the domination of Brock right away, but then they flipped that. That was exciting. Uh, I like. I typically the last few years have not enjoyed WWE at all. I think they've grown very stale. Um, I, I just just don't really like it. But I was very entertained. I thought it was very well done. Wow. So yeah, I give it an A, a thumbs up, two thumbs up, if you will. Uh, and then the other one, I just a couple notes that I wrote down was that Edge came back. Yep. Return uh, of Edge. The Return of Edge. And that was really cool. He got a huge pop. Uh, but the only other thing I was a little bit disappointed with was that there was no other cool throwback guys. Yeah. Like they didn't have... I, I they had I had they had a couple edge obviously but normally they'll throw in like some old school guy that you're like just go crazy for yeah. and, you know just like John Cena he's been yeah. in there before or Undertaker or can or you know they throw in someone what about like, like that Steve that, Austin is he still involved with those I think things? he's retired yeah he does a podcast now yeah uh, he's cool with WWE but I think for him his body is so jacked up I think he has really really bad knees okay and so he is like kind of physically beyond okay I thought he had know. some didn't he have some neck injuries too no, yeah, I think everything yeah. knees yeah. neck because if you see him come out now he'll come out with his knees all strapped up with all kinds of yeah. <laughs> things yeah. maybe some guys from the Oriental Express yeah, yeah that'd be awesome yeah. 
So yeah. anyway, that was cool. Um, a lot of fun on that one. So there's our take on yeah. the 2020 Royal Rumble. So you can go check that yeah. out if you want to. Time. All right, guys, moving on to story number three or take number three. Here we go. MCD Super Bowl predictions. Here we go. Greg Walden, give us a, your analysis, your breakdown of this year's Super Bowl. Well, um, this year's Super Bowl, I think, is going to be a, a nail-biter. I think it's going to be tight. I do think the Chiefs are going to get behind early. They have a habit of doing that. Yeah, slow start. Yeah, give them a spot, you know, and then then uh, then come back. I think they're going. I I'm think they're going to win, but it's I think it's going to be really tight. It's going to be like within the four points. You got a score, official uh, score. Oh goodness, I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to be high scoring as people think. Okay, because they got you know two good de- you know, there's two high powered offenses, but. On the other side of the ball, they got decent defenses. So I think, I think it's going to be, I'd say twenty-eight to twenty-four. And I think, and like the Super Bowls, it seems like because of the overwhelming, the magnitude, apart from fumbles and return kickoffs, that uh, sl- uh, slow starts tend to tend to be pretty typical in Super Bowls. Right, and feeling you, yourself out, not wanting mm-hmm. to make a mistake, the lights, the glitz, the environment. Yeah. It takes it takes a while for teams to settle in. Right, and the Chiefs have a knack for kind of self-destruction. Yeah. I mean, you watch some of the you know the Tennessee game, the Houston game. These guys are just popping off sides. Like, come on, guys, yeah. calm down. Yeah. I mean, the pray to get there. Not you. I mean, it's been fifty years since they've been in the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys are not used to being there. And now you've got the big game. It's all the pressure. And I mean, people. You know, if you're not used to it, you know, I think the big thing they need to do is calm down. Treat it just like a regular game. It's just a regular game, guys. You have that mindset. It's just a regular game, and go out there and do what you do best. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Chiefs by six points in overtime. Mm. In overtime. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Okay. I'm going to say that. Okay. My my prediction is the Chiefs 31 to 27. I think agreeing with you, Greg Walden. I think they're going to let the Niners get up a little bit. You know, say like 10. You know, 10-0, something like that. But then this is what, to me, this is what it all comes down to. Everything rides and falls on one Patrick Mahomes. I think think we're either going to see magic or uh, two things are going to happen. We're going to walk away saying, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's... He's not quite there yet. You know, his greatness is coming, but it's not quite there. Or I think it's going to be massive explosion. We're going to walk away being like Mahomes is the guy. Actually, he's the guy. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of, I, I like Mahomes. And I think he's going to have a great game. I'm still leaning toward Darian Will, Damian Williams. Because hmm. I think it's going to be a running. I think they're going to have running, to do a running game. Yeah. Hmm. Because like San Francisco, I think it's going to. They've been two weeks watching this tape, but I think they're going to try to focus on stop the passing. Okay. And so the Chiefs are going to have to have a running game. Yeah. So I think Damian Wilson's going to have a bigger game than he's used to been having. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay, I'm going 31-27. The right. Chiefs. Greg is going up by a uh, Greg Walton yeah. by a touchdown. Greg Kraywick. Six points overtime. Six point overtime. overtime. I think win. it's going to be a nail biter. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. That is our first ever Modern Christian Dads Super Bowl hot takes and predictions. Whoever wins gets what, guys? I don't know. You want to bet something? A free bottle of Tums? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the, one of the best parts of the Super Bowl is the commercials, right? 
because I always Super come out with some crazy yeah, wacky commercials. Yeah, they need to bring back the trunk monkey. <laughs> yeah. Yes, trunk monkeys or anything with monkeys. You gotta have monkeys. Okay, puppy, baby, monkey. Yep. With the yeah, yeah. One. That'll work. <laughs> Driving a Tesla. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, integrate that, you know. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, pause for a little uh, promo, and then we'll dive into some spiritual talk. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Johnson. I am the host of Grace Point Daily and the Modern Christian Dance Podcast. But most importantly, I have the coolest job of being the lead pastor of Grace Point Assembly in Carthage, Missouri. Our church is about helping people discover a relationship with Christ and your purpose in Him, connecting other followers of Christ together in relationship and living out the mission of God. Why don't you join us for a service next time you're in this area? For more information, service times, and our address, go to gracepointag.org. We hope to see you soon. All right, so we are gonna do a little spiritual talk. I was uh, hanging out today in lines and stuff like that, so I took a little devotional with me, and I came across this one. I'm stealing the title, but we'll just divulge into what we're talking about. The devotional title was called A Slow God and a fast world. And obviously it opens up with talking about, you know, the fast paced culture that we live in, the impatience that we have increasing, uh, speed increasing. You know, I'm thinking about all the talk of 5G that's on its way and, and, you know, faster, 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 and how impatience is increasing in our society. And it, and when we then <laughs> compare that to God, it seems like God is slow sometimes mm-hmm. or his timing, etc. We've had this discussion before, but I have two stories in particular this week that drove me crazy uh, that uh, last week, actually. So here's two quick stories that I had in terms of my lack of impatience and a learning patience is number one, there's a local college here called MSSU and they have a dental hygiene school that I went to go get my teeth cleaning at. And so what they do is you, you go there at students and then the nurses help them out or, you know, they got to learn, they're learning, right? So it's cheap, but it's cheap because you're getting clean, your teeth cleaned by the doctors come and make sure they do it good, but you know, they're learning yeah. and it takes time. So the last time I did it, it took me like three hours. So it was a long time. Jeez, that's a lot of teeth. I was very yeah. impatient, like losing my mind. Well, this time they called and they said, hey, we had someone who uh, canceled. Would you like to come in? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm overdue. I'll come in. So, okay, no, no exaggeration. I leave at 830 from my house go to the hygiene clean cleaning and I won't bore you with the whole story until the ending port part. But by the time I left, drove home and pulled into my house, it was four 15. Wow. <laughs> so nearly eight hours of getting my teeth cleaned. And I was, I, I gotta admit, I was like borderline furious. Is that I was why like, Walden's wearing sunglasses? Yeah. Cause your teeth are so clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a, wow. I just told my wife, I'm like, I will never do this again. And I, and yeah. I was just, and I'm laying there the majority of the time. Now there was a two hour lunch break. That was what got me was, uh, oh, okay. uh they're like, do what we have to go on our lunch break. And like 1030 to 1230. I was like, what? And you're so, so I'm just laying there. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. They leave that thing in your mouth that's stretching your <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. give me the suction. <laughs> so I'll we'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to stay there for that, but it, you know, so anyway, uh, and then, today going to the DMV you know oh. I get the ticket oh you I mean we all know this is coming right so oh. get the ticket mm-hmm. I wait there for an hour hour and 15 minutes I have my birth certificate I have my driver's license I have my 
social security card. I have my uh, uh, infant baptism from the Catholic <laughs> Church. I have, my, I, I have my water baptism from the Sims of God Church. I have my uh, ordained minister's yeah. card with the Sims of God. Yeah. I, I have every card I can think of except for I only have one piece of mail yeah. with my name on it. I forget the second one and they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. You have to go back for like, that. Duh! Going to the DMV is like having teeth pulled. Yeah, I'd rather have my teeth pulled. So patience, right? Yeah. So I, I told oh. people, I'm like, man, you know, if you are struggling with patience, I suggest two things. You know, you could go to MSSU and get your teeth cleaned. That would be very beneficial. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, you know, go to the DMV. Mm -hmm. You guys have any horrible recent uh, impatient stories like mine? Well, the DMV would be top <laughs> yeah, of the list. I, I think so. I think you, you yeah. got it there. Yeah. The whole concept being we want things fast, but when we, uh, I, I guess that's not how God works or that's not how we, in, in, our, in our time frame of reference, mm -hmm. God never works fast enough, right? right? And I loved in this devotional, they went on to talk about comparing the speed of our culture, wanting everything fast to a plant and going back to Genesis chapter one. Now, I mean, however long that took or whatever that I guess you could debate that but all that to say is you know when you plant you put a seed in the ground you know then you water it and then it grows and it, it germinates and it doesn't just instantly become a plant right and I thought yesterday when you and I went and looked at a house you were looking at you know it's an early 1900s house so this house is over 100 years old and yeah. had a couple trees in the backyard and they were like holy cow, they were like 100 feet or more. Or Massive. I mean, they were just gargantuous trees. But guess what? Those trees have been there for 100 years, oh. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. more yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. uh, it, those trees didn't just get that big overnight. Yeah. It took significant time for them to grow. And that's how God does things. And we just don't tend to like it. Yeah, right. Which leads me to a couple, well, a couple verses, but the first one happens is in Psalm 103, verse 8. And you actually hear this type of verse many times in the Bible, but it says, The eternal is compassionate and merciful. When we cross all the lines, he is patient with us. When we struggle against him, he lovingly stays with us, changing, convicting, and prodding. And other versions would say, like, there's probably the more popular versions would say that was out of the voice, but the popular versions, NIV, etc., they would say, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in love. Yeah. Amen. Right. That. So, so God is. You know, God's slow, but he's not slow. You know, we, we tend to think that God is slow, but sometimes God's slow because he's He's patient with us. He's giving us grace. He's giving us mercy. He's uh, So what do you, what's your guys' take on that? Well, I think that, you know, over the, I've been around almost 50 years, and I've been on both. I've been the impatient person. Like, i got to have it now, 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 now. And I realize that it's a lot better when you wait for God to do it. Because if yeah, I go out and try to do it myself, I'm gonna mess up, and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out good. Yeah, but when God takes care of it, God always takes care of things in the perfect time. It might you know it's not in our perfect time, what we think is a perfect time, but it's perfect time because God's timing is perfect, and God's gonna bring something to through you to uh, to 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 your life at the right moment when it needs to happen. And so as as a believer, I just gotta you know just. Hey God, you're in control. You, you handle it, and I'm not going to worry about it. And then, whenever it, you know, whenever your time is right, Hallelujah, man. Yeah. We can think of some, you know, a, a huge one for me is always every 
every this time of year when I start reading the Bible over in a, in Genesis, we're reading about Abraham. You know that Abraham, one of the greatest promises of God that I'm going to make you a great nation. You're going to be your offspring will be as numerous as the sands of the seashore. But in that, you know that promise was given at 75 years of age, and then it doesn't come to pass till 100 years of age. And so there was a significant period of time there as Abraham had to work out this promise. And so we see, um, you know, a lot of promises in God's word, people had to really process and work through them. Moses, people of Israel, (laughs) and all these different things. So um, at times it just, I guess in our humanity or carnal eyes, it looks like God is slow, but he's not slow. And I'll just say, you know, once when I, before we moved here and and have been involved in ministry now, Back when I was in South Carolina working my full-time job, and the Lord kept telling me this was coming, this was coming for three years. You know, I, I, he kept saying, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to take you places, certain, you know, all this and that. And, and that three years felt like an eternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> working six days a week, it's like, are you sure? I mean, it just feels like there's no end to this. But once it actually happened, you look back and go, wow, I mean, he really did do it. And mm-hmm. it really, it didn't seem like it took that long. But while you're going through it, it feels like an eternity because we want it to happen instantly. You know, we yeah. live in an instant culture. We want everything now, you know, and it was just, that's what I've been telling the youth group here lately. It's like, stay in God's will and you won't believe how fast he'll actually move. Right. Yep, absolutely. Let me read the second verse. It's in Second Peter 3, 9 out of the Amplified. It says, the Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act and is not slow about his promise right. as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient towards you, mm-hmm. not wishing for anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Then this scripture is kind of referencing the return of Christ. Cause a lot of us sure. think, well, man, you know, Jesus, he died on the cross. He rose again. And the uh, first disciples, they thought he was going to return and their lifetime mm-hmm. and their time frame, And here we are. 2020 and we're like, oh, you know, the tendency or the mindset can be at times like, well, he's not going to come back. I, I mean, right. 2000 years. And, but God's like, no, I'm not slow. I am returning. The reason I'm, I'm not, I haven't returned is I'm extraordinary, extraordinarily patient because I want people to get saved. Right. Yeah. And I think the best thing to do, if I can encourage people is to enjoy the waiting period because that time frame that you're in is a time of training. It's preparing you. It's getting you ready for the next step that the Lord is going to lead you into. Right. So. Definitely. Yeah. I, I've really tried. I, I mean, I'm only 40, but I mean, I've tried to master that or I talk about that in ministry, mm-hmm. in relationships. Um, we just brought it up. Enjoying where you're at yep. and seeking God for all he is and he wants to do in that moment. Right. As sometimes we're always looking forward. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're like, well, first of all, let's just go back to Kobe, right? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. That's right. So you, sometimes we spend our whole life chasing what's ahead mm-hmm. and never enjoying the moment of right. where we're at. That's right. And so we have to like say, Lord, I want to go after you where I am right now, yeah. what you're doing in my life right now. And so Lord, sure, those other things, there's other things inside of me or other promises or things bubbling up or things that I want to do or whatever. But those aren't right now. They're not here yet. I want them to be, but Lord, I will let you bring them forth in your timing. But God, I'm gonna I'm gonna chase you. And there's a danger. Sometimes if we get too fast or ahead of God, it's gonna come crashing down. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna come out the way that we want it to. And that's in I'm I'm thinking of excuse me, 
our church, we're getting ready to try and redo things and some remodeling projects. And uh, I want to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. tomorrow yeah. why why yeah. do we gotta wait until gotta six wait. months from now right. yeah <laughs> but uh I'm you know you, bro <laughs> sometimes we gotta learn patience yeah. Yeah. yeah and i learned that that god sees the the big picture we don't that's right There's only a little piece of the little bitty edtd pebble that we see yeah. and that's our world and god sees the whole entire thing front to yeah. back and he's ordering our steps mm-hmm. so yep absolutely amen that's great so guys, I know sometimes you're going to be walking through life and you're like, man, God, you are so slow right now. And uh, <laughs> our culture is um, portraying something that's everything but that faster, faster, right. faster, faster. And so especially for us as believers in Christ, who, you know, again, a lot of our thinking and the thinking of the Bible is really opposed to our culture. And we have yeah. to keep battling that that's and right. battling that in terms of our spiritual life and everything else that's going on as well. So there you go. Our hot takes, all three of us in agreement. Kelly Stevens, he picked, did he pick the Chiefs as well? Yes, he did. We're by, from Missouri. By one but. touchdown. Jeez, <laughs> man, I'm biased. As you okay. tell. <laughs> We're biased, but we think the Chiefs are going to win. Yes. So we will find out next Tuesday, Modern Christian Dads, our next episode, if the Chiefs are the champions, we believe they are going to be, and we believe there's going to be a big revival amen. in yeah. the world in America when it happens that's, as well. So that's amen. a whole other story. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the Modern Christian Dads. Hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you guys next time. Christian Dads, Season 2, we're about to explode. Just dudes talking news, sports, and God.